verses 17 through 25. Hear these words of scripture. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. He chose to give us birth through the word of truth, that we might be a kind of first fruits of all he has created. My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry, because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Therefore, get rid of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent, and humbly accept the word planted in you, which can save you. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks in his, at his face in the mirror and after looking at himself, goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Thank you, Brenda. Today we begin a new worship series on James, entitled Doers of the Word. The book of James is one of my absolute favorite books of scripture. I heard one person describe it as a beautifully crafted punch in the gut for those who want to follow Jesus. It's practical, it's beautiful, it's challenging, and it is blunt. It gets to the root of what it means to live a life that has been transformed by following Jesus. So in this series, we will be asking ourselves some questions. Like, okay, you have received the grace of Jesus into your heart. You've been saved or claimed by Christ. So what does that mean? How will your life be different or look different? How will you act different because of this relationship in your life? What influence does your faith have on your actions? In one sense, when we decide to follow Jesus, we are the same person. We're human, we're fallible, we're sinners. But in another sense, we are new creations ready to embrace a new reality of living. Like in baptism, when we die in Christ and we are reborn a new creation. Whether we have done this for years, this thing called faith, or we are newly minted followers of Jesus, we have to continually ask ourselves over and over, how am I doing in my life of faith? Let us pray. Light of Christ, shine on our path, illuminate the darkness, and lead us to the heart of God. 
Amen. So because this is one of my favorite books of scripture, I want to first get us situated within the book of James. So the James that we're talking about here is James, the brother of Jesus, and one of the leaders of the early church. The goal of him in writing this book of scripture isn't to teach new theological information to the followers of Jesus. Really what he wanted to do was to get into our daily business and to challenge how we live our day-to-day lives. And we can trust the information and the wisdom that we have here because he was Jesus's brother. He knows firsthand what Jesus meant by his teachings and how Jesus himself lived it out. And then also he was influenced by the Jewish Torah, the, the laws and the teachings of the Jewish people. So we can trust the wisdom that is here. So for James, the goal of a follower of Jesus is to live a life of wholeness. He calls it perfection, but really it means wholeness and what we understand. To live a life that is completely integrated, where our actions are consistent with the values and with the beliefs that we have received from Jesus. James knows that the most of us actually live lives that are are fractured. We are fractured, broken people. And we have these inconsistencies in our character. We want to do good. We desire to do what God has called us to do, but it's hard. And so we mess up. And so we need to come to God again and again and again. And God makes us whole. And one of the ways that God makes us whole is by taking all of the trials and the hardships that we experience in life and using those for good. Making amazing things come out of those experiences and in the midst of the suffering and the difficulty. James has this crazy idea that we should let our circumstances teach us, especially teach us what Jesus taught about God that God is generous, that God is trustworthy, and that God is there to meet us and to be with us in our pain. And it's through scripture. The word of truth is what James calls scripture. It is the word of truth that we learn how to live into this mindset and live in this wholeness with Christ. And James highlights here in this first chapter that Brenda read for us these two practices that help us to live into this wholeness. To listen and to do. Simple enough, right? In verse 19, James says, My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. It's like he knows us or something. How many times does it happen where we are right there when something happens to share our solution or our opinion that is obviously right or when somebody doesn't take our obviously right opinion and we immediately get angry about it and we let that person know of our dissatisfaction with them. But what would happen if we didn't act that way, if we didn't respond that way? What would happen 
in this world right now, think of the world right now in this pandemic infested political and social and racial and emotional unrest, what would happen if we acted the way that James calls us to? That if we were quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry with one another, it would change the world. Now, it's not that we can't be angry. The sermon title for today is really a bit misleading, to avoid anger. Sometimes I do that with my sermon titles, just to keep you on your toes and to keep you questioning, what is this lady thinking about? It's not about avoiding anger, because often when we ignore anger, when we avoid it, we ignore it or we suppress it, and that simply means it comes out sideways, like what Jenny was illustrating with her children's sermon, and it was very stressful. I was very concerned for the trustees in what she was going to do with the soda pop. But we tell our kids, and, and, and Jenny kind of um, alluded to this and, and said this, that we tell our kids, you're allowed to be angry. Some, there are times in life where anger is appropriate and it is real and it is warranted. But what you're not allowed to do is to take that anger out on others. And that's when we explode and it goes everywhere and it's not healthy or good for anyone. So the question is, do our words and our actions reflect what James calls this moral filth and evil that is so prevalent in the world? So that's the, the explosive, sticky, yucky pop that goes everywhere. Or does it reflect the word that is planted in us, the true word of God that is planted within us? This word that James says can save us if we let it. And then in verse 22, James goes on to say, don't merely listen to the word, so to deceive yourselves, do what it says. That's the key. Do what the word says. Anyone who listens to the word but doesn't do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. So we go to, re to scripture to remember who we are. Like when we go to a, a mirror and we remember, oh yeah, that's what I look like. Okay. <laughs> and then scripture, it shows us, yes, I am God's beloved child. I am called to love God, to love others, and to strive to act like Jesus. But often what happens is that we go to the mirror of scripture and we remember these things, but then as soon as we turn away, and we go on with our daily lives, we promptly forget what we just read, what we just saw, that reflection of scripture. It has no real impact on our day-to-day -day lives. So James says, but whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in that in their life, not forgetting what they've heard, but doing it, they'll be blessed in what they do. They'll be blessed because they are living the way that God has called us to live. Slow to anger, slow to speaking, and quick to listen. So James 
his punch in the gut for today is that we have to hold, our, we actually have to hold our tongues and listen to others to simply do what the Bible says. And it's a punch in the gut because really we want to do this. I really believe that we want to do this. We want to act the way Jesus has called us to. But it's hard. And it's especially challenging when we go into the world and there's just all of those people out there. And they just say things. Right? Am I, am I, am I crazy? I need some nods, at least from here, if not from in the camera. Thank you. I appreciate it. I'm not alone in this. Okay. And we're not alone in this. Thank God we are not alone in this. We can come together as a community of faith and we can support one another, whether we have been here for decades or whether this is the first time that we have decided to darken the doors or the screen or have church or, or Christ in our lives at all. We are here together to support one another, to encourage one another, because life gets hard, and we can do that for one another. We are not alone. We are together. Thank you, God. <laughs> Amen. And one way that we can be together is through prayer. And so I invite you, we have a few prayer cards that have come with the ushers. If you're online, please um, include any prayers that you have in um, the comments, or you can email us. Or if you're here in person and you want to write that quick prayer card, please feel free to write it and get it up to me. And we can be with one another in prayer. First, though, I invite you to stand and let us sing our next song.
you're allowed to clap. <laughs> you may be seated. Matt was like, I don't know. I have several um, prayers that have come through. My first, my joy is that watching Elizabeth um, watch Brenda read the scripture was adorable. She was, she was very attentive, very invested, and talking back. And so it was, it was so, it was great. It was great. And um, we do have, I want to pray for um, Melanie's parents. Um, Melanie's dad had surgery this past week and um, is in recovery. And so prayers for her, uh, for him and for her mom as she cares for him. And then also for students and teachers who are going back to school, (laughs) Mitchell does not seem to be excited about waking up early or doing homework. And I don't think he is the only one. So prayers for for all um, that are involved in getting the children back to school. And then also for children, as this Delta variant seems to be affecting children um, more more so than before, and also for um, parents who are, are struggling with discerning how to move forward as well. And then also, uh, Kathy asked for prayers for her daughter, Allison, who was just diagnosed with lupus. And for prayers for Claire, um, an 11-year-old who is desperately fighting for her life. And Allison asked for prayers for Colleen, who is suffering from cancer. May God be with her during her final days, and may she not suffer any longer. And then Nancy asked for prayers for her friend who is having her kidney removed tomorrow due to cancer. Cancer is just, it's awful. Um, And I also do, it's a a combo prayer, um, joy and a concern. Today is Malik's last day with us. This is his last service. And um, I'm going to miss you. Thank you for all that you have given us and for sharing God's gifts that God has blessed you with, sharing them with us. And I know I speak for everyone when I say we are so excited to see how God is going to work through you and and with you in the years to come. So thank you. It is so good that we can go to our God and God hears all of our prayers and responds to our prayers and is with us through whatever we are experiencing. So let us go to our Lord now. Holy and gracious God, we give you thanks. We give you thanks for family and friends, for life, for love, God, we give you thanks for baptisms and babies, for engagements and weddings, for life with you, God. We give you thanks. We give you thanks for all that you have blessed us with. God, you are the God of our mothers and our fathers. And you and your desire leads the way for us in our life. You have heard the cries of this world. And God, we pray that you will respond with your hope, with your strength, 
with your peace and your wisdom. God, that you will give those who are struggling with cancer your hope and your endurance. Those who are affected by wildfires around the world, that you will give them your comfort. God, you will give your your patience to teachers and parents, your endurance to students preparing to go back to school, that you will comfort any uncertainties with them. God, you know what we each need in our lives. Most of all, God, we need you. We need your mercy, your love. And so may you help us to, may you fill us with your love so that we might care for those around us, that we might care with your heart, that you might transform us so that we might go into your world with your love and your grace, your mercy and your compassion, that it might carry us so that we might be your hands and your heart in this world. God, I give you thanks for these people, for everyone worshiping together today, I give you thanks that we might be together and see old and new faces together and celebrate our lives with you. And God, I pray all of these things in the name of Jesus. And we pray together the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who have trespassed against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. And I just realized that I forgot to share the prayers that were shared on Facebook. And so I apologize um, and know that um, God hears them and that we will add them to the prayer list this week. And we will be praying with and for one another in the days and the weeks to come. So let us receive the benediction. As you go from this place, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and grant you peace. Go in peace and not in pieces. Amen.
three years and while I'm excited to move on I am I am so sad to walk out of the doors today so thank you for doing that to me for the last three years making it a hard goodbye thank you yeah. I'll be back <laughs> Thank you. 